0: Today we're reading um, John 20, from verse 24 to 29. Now Thomas, also known as the, the dimus one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nails marked in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the door was locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hands and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Thank you, Daniel.
1: So we are continuing today in our series on New Testament heroes, which there are many, but we have a few uh, for now. Maybe do some more another time. Um, and uh, uh, Bill is going to lead us in some reflections now about Thomas. You might have gathered about that from the reading. So if you're happy to, I'll pray for you. Please That's do. right. So Lord, we thank you for, for Bill. We thank you for his time and his reflection on this already. We pray that you would give us
0: ears to hear and a heart to, to receive from you this morning that mm. we may be changed and meet with you in this place and take it out into the world. Mm. Uh, ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, good morning. In the first service, I uh, started with a question, which is, uh, "Did you have a nickname at school?" But in this service, for half of you, almost, I say, "Do you have a nickname at school?" So many of you are uh, still there. But nicknames—they're not usually very kind. That's sometimes the point. Not always. But people are given nicknames for all kinds of reasons, and uh, I uh, I watch a reasonable amount of stand-up comedy, and uh, there's a particular routine about nicknames, um, which uh, which Greg Davis does, a comedian, and uh, and he says maybe one of the more repeatable ones anyway but one he 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 says that uh, at his school there was somebody called bad back brown and uh, he said bad back brown he said he was at the school for five years one day one day he said oh I've got a bit of a bad back that was it that was it There was no evidence that he had a bad back on any other day throughout his entire school career, but bad back Brown it was. Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. For five years, bad back Brown was bad back Brown. For 2,000 years, Thomas has been called Doubting Thomas, and I don't think that's very fair. It's taking an incident and making that moment, as it were, into somebody's entire identity. And I just don't think that's fair. My Thomas here asked me once when uh, we were driving along, uh, this voice came from the back, which is, Dad, huh? why did you name me after a doubter? That was a decent question. And I tried to explain, as I will try to explain also to you, that I didn't. <laughs> that that is not this person's identity. I think Thomas. I I know Thomas. To be one of the heroes of the New Testament. He's a hero of the faith. I will just say that it is, I think, possible, probable, not certain, that Thomas is the person who brought the gospel to India. A long, long tradition, particularly in South India, that they said it was Thomas who came and founded our church. A little bit of evidence that he might have been involved in uh, planting churches up in Syria as well. It seems likely, certainly, that when most people (laughs) that are recorded certainly in the New Testament are taking the gospel west across the Mediterranean world as far as Spain is mentioned in the New Testament. Well, actually, India is just the same distance in the other direction. (laughs) But Thomas, the Indian subcontinent and those parts of of Asia, well before the good news of Jesus ever came to these shores (laughs) here in England. What do we know about Thomas? Well, if you're wanting to know anything about Thomas, you've really got to look at uh, John's gospel. Because that, the, the stories we have about Thomas, they're, they're small, but they're there. Hmm. So, in John chapter 11, what do we learn about Thomas? Let me read to you from John chapter 11. Now, a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. Just to let you know that Bethany is just two, three miles from uh, Jerusalem, which is relevant. Then a bit later, there's news that Lazarus is ill. And Jesus says to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Go. The Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back. They're quite right. The area around Jerusalem was dangerous territory for Jesus. Then a bit later, in verse 14 of John chapter 11, it says, So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let's go to him. And then Thomas, also known as Didymus, or the twin, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Now, you could suggest that Thomas is a bit of a pessimist, and maybe, maybe. But I think in lots of ways, you could actually say he's a realist. <laughs> he's a realist. Because he basically says, last time we were in that region, they tried to kill Jesus. Fact. Jesus is going back.
0: Hmm,
1: fact. We're his followers. (laughs) Fact. If they kill him, they might well kill us. Might well, (laughs) probably, fact. (laughs) And, let's be honest, Jesus did go back to Bethany, as I say, a couple of miles from Jerusalem. And then he went to Jerusalem. And what happened to him? He was killed. Fact. His followers at that particular stage melted into the background. At least those who were men did, anyway. Uh, the women were a bit better. But, uh, but the followers... Uh, Melt into the background, including Thomas, for a short while. But actually, if you look at the big, tra- I was going to use the word trajectory. Hey, I've done it right. If you look at the big part, the big story, actually, what happens with the apostles, with the twelve or eleven, putting Judas to one side? What what happens to these people? Well, if you look at what we learn from church history and church tradition, maybe we can't be 100% sure, but it seems likely that John, the apostle, was the only one not to be killed for his faith. Thomas yeah, and the rest... So, yes, Jesus went to Jerusalem. Jesus was killed. Thomas was killed for being a follower of Jesus. Just he got his time scale wrong. (laughs) That's the the basic story. Hmm. And we dare to call him doubting. We dare to stand in some kind of moral superiority to this giant of the faith, this missionary to India, this man who actually at this particular moment is showing immense moral courage and leadership when he says, let us go with him and die with him. He's marching towards the battle he's what going into the danger zone and he's saying to other people come with me go with him hmm. actually one aspect of uh, leadership this isn't in my notes but one aspect of uh, leadership which people sometimes talk about is there's a really important role yes for the person who initiates an idea but actually the first follower <laughs> is a really important leadership role the first follower the one who says come on let's get behind it's actually a really important aspect it is it's a it's a different kind of leadership role maybe but it's a really important one and here at this moment often it's peter but at this moment it's thomas who says come let's go So brave Thomas, gutsy Thomas, loyal Thomas, who basically says, I'm going to follow Jesus, come what may. I have referred to the fact that, yeah, there was a moment in his life, a couple of moments maybe, where he didn't live up to the profession of faith and loyalty which he made. Ooh, well that puts him in a category along with everyone in this room, doesn't he? We come across him again. We come across him again in John 14. In John 14, let me read it to you. It's a famous passage, not so much, for Thomas, but listen to it and you'll hear his name. Jesus is talking. This is on the night he's um, he's going to be arrested, but before his arrest, he's round the dinner table with, uh, with his followers and he says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go, And prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, it strikes me that Thomas asked a good question. Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? After Jesus has just said, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And they did know the way, but Let's be honest, it was not crystal clear, was it? It was not, I think, you know, call me off fashioned I think it deserved a question. You know, if your boss gives you some instructions and you don't quite follow them, are you going to walk out the room and hope you've got it? <laughs> And ask everyone else afterwards, did you understand what he was on about? Because I didn't. Or, okay, some of you do. <laughs> 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 but, but actually, he's asking, he's asking, Lord, you need to make it clearer. You need to make it clearer to me. Sorry, this is crackling. Um, you need to make it clearer to me. Now that's good because as I read as I understand Thomas he is somebody who wants to follow Jesus come what may. I think that actually comes through in everything we learn about Thomas. He wants to follow Jesus and to be with Jesus come what may. That was let's go and die with him but here he's saying I don't know where you're going so how can I know the way give me more information. And he gets just the best answer. I mean, I don't know how satisfied he was with the answer at the time. But it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cracking piece of scripture. As I was saying earlier, earlier you, know, you know, who's got it as a fridge magnet or a bookmark? You know, it's, it's one of those, those favourite uh, phrases. Um, you know, famous verses. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except me and he goes on to talk a wee bit more and I think actually Thomas is showing some moral courage here as well moral leadership because sometimes it's not easy to be the first person in a group to say I don't understand I need more information and I you know I bet that, you know I bet there were 10 other people at least in that room who were really grateful <laughs> that Thomas asked the question and then we come to the passage in John chapter 20 after the resurrection for which Thomas is most famous and and i think quite rightly it's the one which draws most attention and the focus is on him more here than it is the others you have to note who's actually making the comments in the other ones here he's kind of got the spotlight on him a bit the fact is Thomas missed out on the big moment what happens it's Easter Sunday they don't call it that at the time but that's what it was the first Easter resurrection day in the evening Jesus comes appears to his followers behind locked doors in a room amazing, has a conversation with them, talks to them, commissions them for service. But, but then it says at the end, oh, oh but Thomas wasn't with them. <laughs> you know, places you wish you'd been. <laughs> yeah? Places you wish you'd been. And let's be quite clear about it, Okay? Is it easier to believe in the resurrection if you have just had a conversation with the risen Jesus or if you were away at the time? He was away at the time. I don't know. Maybe he's the one who dared to go out beyond the locked doors to go and get something from the takeaway or whatever it was. I don't know. But but he wasn't there. For whatever reason, he wasn't there. Maybe he had been slower to gather back in the group after they had been scattered than some of the others. Maybe. And it's not easy. It's not easy missing out on a religious experience or or, or something really significant. You know, when, when, when that group, that group of friends they have all gone through something amazing together and you weren't there. It's not the easiest thing to actually be in that group afterwards. And actually, it's not not easy when it's a religious experience, as it were. Some, you know, God turns up in an amazing way and and that's the week you weren't there. (laughs) And everyone's buzzing about it and you... Kind of were interested, but kind of wish they'd shut up. (laughs) Well, that's Thomas. And one of the things I really admire about him is where we find him a week later. We find him in the room with the others behind locked doors. (laughs) He stuck in there. He said, I want to see the nail marks. Th- then I can believe. Hey, the rest had had that chance. Maybe not quite the nail mark, you know, but they'd, they'd had that. He, he said, I, you know, I, I, actually, he's actually saying, I, I want that chance to encounter him, which you lot have had. I want that too. And, and excuse me, but, but I'm struggling here without that. But he sticks with them. Hmm. I think it's massively significant that when you do go through doubts or, or struggling to believe, or when everyone else seems to have had this thing with God that seems to have somehow passed you by, where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself still with the people of God, meeting with them? Because actually, that was the most likely place he was going to meet the risen Jesus, and he did. <laughs> and he did. He didn't just go off on his own. I love the fact that he stuck with his friends who must have been getting on his nerves because of just they what they've done. But he stayed in there. And it wasn't as though it was actually easy. These were still dangerous times. They're still making sure that the door's locked. They haven't had the real step change of courage, which actually comes at Pentecost, I think. They're there. They're behind the locked doors. They're still trying to work out what's happening. Thomas just is sticking in there with them. Hmm. Loyal, brave Thomas staying in there with them. There's a a story of a uh, church leader, actually, in Australia. And he said he he was driving in the... In, a, in the kind of the outback, you know, far away from the cities, he he was driving at night, and uh, no street lights, dark. And he's driving, and he's, he's driving along this road, and and he's heading towards a bridge, which is taking him across a river or or, or whatever, and. Uh, It's night time and he's driving there and suddenly, as he's approaching it at at quite high speed, his uh, headlights go. And he is in darkness. At 60 miles an hour or whatever it was. (laughs) Heading towards a river and a bridge. And he says... At that moment, all I could do was keep on the course which I had set when I saw where I was going. And actually, he made it across this uh, bridge and and his um, headlights came back on. It must have been some loose connection, whatever it was. And he'd made it across. strikes me the brakes might have been good, but I don't know, but... But actually, he said, at that moment, all he could do was keep going on in the direction he had set. And there are moments in the Christian life, and I think Thomas exemplifies it here, was get it. And actually, we need to keep going on the direction. We've said. We need to keep going. And the fact is, when Thomas does see and meet the risen Jesus, he makes the most wonderful declaration. He says, My Lord and my God. And I think in that moment we have the strongest declaration about who Jesus is that we find in the Gospels on the lips of anyone, I would argue. I think it's actually stronger than what Peter said when he was asked, who do you say I am? I think this is strong, strong stuff, my Lord and my God. Bad back brown. Doubting Thomas. And actually, here's the thing. I wasn't intending to say this, but it's true. Just I want you to know, you are not defined by the worst moment. <laughs> that moment of shame. You're not defined by that. You're not Are you wanting to follow Jesus, even if it's in the darkness and you don't quite follow? Are you wanting to follow Jesus? That's the question. Are you wanting to follow Jesus, and you're trying to stick at that? Great. Thomas, brave, loyal, faithful. Thomas, let's pray. Lord, we ask that you will help us in our times, maybe of darkness, of doubt, of uncertainty, to keep going, to keep going with you. Help us to be brave, to be loyal to give ourselves utterly to being with you, whatever it costs. Lord, thank you for Thomas. And thank you that the call on our lives is also the call to follow. And your spirit can give us strength for each step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen.